Do you have any sympathy for the Cork man that we've been hearing a lot about this week who's been deported from the United States? If you haven't heard this story, it's an Irishman who's married to a US citizen. They have three children. And he is about to be deported from America. He's lived in the US for 12 years. He runs his own painting and decorating business there. He's from Formoy. Keith Byrne uh, travelled to the US on the visa waiver programme originally, but he didn't leave when his permitted time in the country expired. He's been attempting to secure citizenship for almost 10 years now. He was detained last week as he made his way to work near his home on the outskirts of Philadelphia. Now, he has a conviction for possession of marijuana from many, many years ago here, which seemingly is what's halted his bid for citizenship in America. He moved to the U.S. in 2007, married to Karen in 2009. They have two children, Leona, who's six, Gabriel, who's four. He's also stepfather to his wife's 13-year-old son, Ezra, as well. In an interview this week, his wife said he was never undocumented. He went through all of the channels. He started the process in 2010 to adjust his status, and that entire time he's been here, he's taken legal steps throughout. He was legally allowed to stay here. He'd been fined twice for possession of a very small amount, she says, of marijuana in Ireland in the early 2000s. And those little incidents, she said, have followed him here and destroyed his bid to become a citizen. She went on to say it's unfair that something so small should have an impact. She said she's been contacting all her local congressmen and women, asking them to do something for her. Now, Keith's arrest came as part as part of a nationwide raid by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. It began last Sunday. It's due to continue for a number of days to come. According to ICE, this is um, a special department of immigration in the U.S. They've been ordered to carry out these raids by Donald Trump, his crackdown on illegal immigrants. We want to get your thoughts today on this story. I want to ask you, have you any sympathy for this man? Many people have been online offering their support and sympathy, saying that it's cruel to tear a family apart like this when the man's been contributing to the US economy. He's been paying his taxes and he's been trying through legal channels to get citizenship. Others, though, making the comparisons to illegal immigrants here in Ireland and how people have said that they should be deported from here. They question the hypocrisy of the support being offered to this man's family. He overstayed his visa. He has to have known that there were risks involved in that. He went on and set up a business. He got married. He had a family, all the time thinking that maybe he was going to be able to change his status. But should he have been more clever about this, particularly if he knew he had convictions, albeit minor ones and fines, for possession of marijuana here? We're always told that those types of convictions can blight your life in the years ahead, particularly when it comes to things like world travel and wanting to get into the likes of Australia and America. Do you have any sympathy for this man? Matt, where do you stand on this? Hiya, Tara. Um, I'm kind of... Um, I have a, I'd have a little bit of sympathy for him and his family, but in general, he's after, um, he's after exhausting all avenues. And the law is the law, and at the end of the day... He was told to get out because he's he's there illegally. So you know he has to he, he has to come home. And why does he bring his family home here? He's married. You know, it's not a big deal. Set, set himself up here. I mean, he got into trouble a few years ago. Let that be a lesson to anyone. I have friends that have convictions and they can't get to America and they've accepted it. You know, he's supposed. To, I think the guy been always in America a few months ago, and you have to declare have you had any convictions or previous convictions at all. 
So he obviously he probably lied on his application as well, you know. Well, we don't know that. I think he's been straightforward and I think that's certainly according to what his wife has said this week is that's the reason why he hasn't been granted citizenship. She's making the point that in actual fact, yes, OK, he went there on a visa waiver programme. He knew his time was coming to an end and at that point he tried to go through the legal channels which exist to extend your stay and to get uh, residency and then citizenship. During that point in time, technically there wasn't anything that he was doing wrong, according to his wife at least. He was still complying with US immigration rules and the law there. It's the minor convictions that he has, which were which were penalty fines imposed for, as she says, very small amounts of possession of marijuana. So it's not like he's been underground. He's been paying his taxes and he's been living there so far legally. It's just now in Donald Trump's crackdown off you go, go home. Well, I don't think he's been there legally, because if he was there legally, he would he would have, you know, it wouldn't have been an issue. This wouldn't have arisen. So, I mean, look, if if there was someone from another country here that has convictions in their country, um, would we have an opportunity for them? You know, if they're here illegally, they're here illegally. I mean, we, we can't have a one rule for one and then another rule for others, you know. If he was Mexican, no one would give a crap about him here, you know. So, I mean... Yeah, like I don't agree anything much with Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong, but um, I mean, put yourself in the position if he was here, if he was illegally here, like what, what, with convictions. It doesn't matter what the convictions are; they're convictions. You know, you know? why no, wouldn't we get rid no, of him over here? Well, and, and that's always the argument that's put forward, isn't it? When, when, and, and on this program regularly discussing the issue of refugees, immigrants, illegal immigrants, and people who maybe have convictions and are found in the court system here go on to, to commit further criminal acts. And it's like, well, how did these people get here in the first place? Exactly. I mean, he, he could, if he came home, he has to come home now. He's been deported. They're probably, you know, and I mean, we complain, oh, you know, there's, there's planes that go, um, all over the world with Irish guards on them escorting the illegals that have lost and used up on their avenues of, of appeal, and they, you know, they they, they have to get out. So there's, you know, there's a, a charter flight uh, is paid for by the taxpayer. The guards, their money, their subsistence, everything has to be paid for. They get to whatever country they have to be put up overnight, all on our taxpayers' money, and then um, you know, and then these people probably try to get back again, and they're all arguing the same the same argument. So I mean. It's going to cost the Americans money to get him out here now. He he'll be banned from America now for ten years uh, when he comes back here. He can appeal it and everything else from here. But I mean, it's probably easier for him to come home with his family and set up here. Niall, do you think that there should be some form of amnesty for people like Keith Byrne? He's been living there. He's been paying his taxes. He has American-born children. I think it should be, because my brother lives in America. Now, he went in, he's an accountant over there, and he, all his kids are American. Do you know what I mean? I thought he'd be the loud state because his kids are American, because they're American nationality. Do you know what I mean? But we argue, we argue here that because an Irish-born child doesn't give their right, their, doesn't give a right to their parent to stay here. Well, I mean, I think at the moment, I think he's been, it wasn't he caught with small amounts of marijuana. So I think it's that way he's been talked out of America is because he was being caught. He has criminal convictions over there. 
It's actually it's here he has the criminal convictions for. I think that's what the point is that it's that the that the, the convictions from here from a long time ago are hampering his right to go legal. Eddie, do you have sympathy for Keith Byrne and his family and, and many more like them? Well, Tara, how are you? Um, you know, this situation is a quite um, complicated, right? They're pulling out a historical conviction which happens 20 or 15 years ago, and yeah. it's a minor. Yeah. It's a minor conviction. So as long as he doesn't commit a heavy crime like rape, murder or, or robbery or shit like that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even bother with that thing. Other thing is, um, pulling up, he has an American kid, uh, that's not an excuse. My point for him is, he was there over 10 years, right? Yep. He has a company, he employs people, he pays the bloody taxes, mm-hmm. he's not in hiding. Only thing is, he somehow probably forgot or neglect. Uh, legalize his state in full way. And the, the organizations, the, the offices should consider his contribution to the company. So they should consider, look, he's here bloody 10 years, he pays people, he employs people, he pays taxes, he doesn't have any current convictions, so why the hell are we throwing him out? What about that? What about that point? Um, what about that point, Matt? Um, that Eddie makes there that he's employing people, he's paying taxes, he's employing people. The convictions stem from Ireland, probably when Keith Byrne was actually a minor or was certainly a, 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 a teenager. It seems they were for very small amounts of possession of marijuana. It's not like he's been on a crime spree in the United States. It's not like he's been in hiding. Matt must be gone. Matt must no, be gone. No, I'm there. Oh, you're, you're gone. Sorry, you were just pondering the question, yeah, were you? No. <laughs> I dropped over a second. Um, no, I take all those points on board, but the thing is, right, transfer it to Ireland. If, if there was someone here, say, we could pick, I don't know, you know Europa country, right? Yeah. Uh, just a random country. And they're here, and then they discover that they have a conviction for, for drugs. Now, on paper, it's saying, okay, oh, listen, I only had two joints. But how do we know that for a fact? Now, I'm not, I'm not, you know, talking about this particular case. I'm talking about in general. Now, we don't know. Okay, he's had to get a, a conviction for a drug offence, right? Now, that drug offence, he he could be involved with, in criminality with drugs. You know, he could he could be anything like supplying. Uh, there's no, there's no, su- yeah, but there's no suggestion no, not, of that not, with I'm Keith Byrne. What I'm saying is. On, on paper, you look at this man has a drug conviction. Now, you can sit down and argue, well, it was only two slips. It's against the law, and he was convicted of a drugs offence, right? And on paper, it looks like it's a drugs offence. And they have to take that into account. In any country, any, any um, civilised country with, with law enforcement, the law enforcement has to decide, well, you know, they've got a conviction. We can't just let a convict in and not let anyone else in. Do you know but, what I mean? But, Matt, and I take your point, but... Just say, and, and you know, let's let's draw out the analogy you're trying to make and compare it with somebody who was an immigrant here. Somebody who came here, say, from, I don't know, Vietnam, just picking a country randomly. They came here 15 years ago from Vietnam. In their home country, they had a minor drugs conviction, which was something that was carried out when they were either in their late teens or very early 20s. 
and they lived here legally maybe as a student or whatever then they settled down and they got married and they had children and maybe they started a company and they employed five or ten people should that minor drugs conviction outweigh what they've contributed to Irish society in the decision making process of sending them home? Well let me give you another example there was a fella, a fella um, in, uh, from Lebanon who was involved in killing two Irish soldiers and wounding another one he, he, got a, he got a visa to America in the 80s, and he was over there, and he set himself up as a lovely man selling ice cream in, I think it was Michigan. And he was selling lovely ice cream, and everyone thought, there's the ice cream man, he's a great man. And the, the Americans couldn't get rid of him, except for the loophole. He had lied on his application to, to go there from Lebanon. And that's the way they deported him. And then he was arrested when he got to Beirut on charges of killing uh, two Irish soldiers. You know, you know, I know we're going from one extreme to the other. But that man was, he, he was an ice cream man and, he, you know, he had a big family over there and he was looking after everyone. And, um, you know, he'd, no, he'd never broken the law in, in, in America and he was, he was uh, the, 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 the old man next door selling ice cream. But, yeah, you know, he had a past as well. You know, we're not saying he's anything like that. But what I'm saying is you, you just we don't know what, what, what's been going on with people's past. We're looking at, at things very black and white here, if you know what I mean. So, um, Eddie, it is black and white. Well, in this particular case, yes, and it's wrong. Because, as I said before, if it would be some serious crime recently, Let's say in the past, maybe two, three years, that's okay. I would agree with that. However, if he's now, let's say, late 30s, and that happens when he was a teenager, that, mm. that's completely wrong. You know, it's, it's just an excuse. And why would you throw out somebody who is contributing positively to the society? You know what I mean? If he would be on his own, no job, um, depending on the social welfare or whatever system they have in the United States, right? That, that would be a different story. Okay, you are a burden to the country, get out. That's no problem at all. But should we just wipe the slate clean then? In other words, that his history only begins from the day that he arrives in the new country that he's moved to? Because in that case, you know, what we heard from Matt there in the case of the nice man who was selling ice creams in the United States, but he had yes. actually been involved in in the killing of Irish soldiers in Lebanon. So oh, well, does that make that, him... That's a shit. That's... That's no problem. I have no problem with him to be deported because that's a serious crime, right? And he basically, he went, he went into the kind of like a hiding or, or a disguise, you know, or mm. a lovely uh, ice cream man, whatever crap. Mm. But he was a dangerous individual, you know? So, so in his case, that's okay. I would fucking deport him straight away without any hesitation. But this, uh, this lad, it's a completely different story. It's a completely different story. He, he's not a burden to nobody. He's contributing to society. He's a good guy. So what the hell is wrong with this? It's actually all the bloody Trump uh, sick uh, ideas. That's all. That's all. He's not picking on. So I, I, just, I just can't remember any, any other politician in the world coming up with such stupid things like he does. Well, you, that may be your view, but many in his country and the people who vote for him, he's their president. And in actual fact, they agree with him. Sean, where do you stand on this? If somebody made a mistake in their past, but they're contributing to the new country in which they live, they've tried to do it by legal channels. Should they just be taken away from their wife and kids and sent back on a plane to Ireland? Well, I, I can 
I sympathize with Eddie's position, and I, I generally agree with it. But the way I look at it is, you know, considering all the efforts that the current administration there is putting into explicitly rounding up brown and black people uh, from what the president refers to as shithole countries, considering all the effort that's put into that, if I were a Republican or a supporter of Trump, I would actually point to this case of the Irish man being thrown out. See, we're not racist. See, everybody gets to, gets thrown out. Now, if, if they're going to enforce the law, they should enforce it fairly. If they're not going to enforce the law, and I can, like Eddie, I can see some arguments in that direction for not doing it, then that's another issue. But if they are going to enforce it, Again, this is I, I, you, you've heard what he, what he tweeted this past just a couple of days ago about those congresswomen yes. telling them to, to go back to their own country. I mean, this this is the level of discourse we're at right now. Uh, so considering that, I feel a little bit bad for this guy. Uh, but, you know, again, he kind of had to know he was running a risk there. The argument that the, the he's paying taxes and all again, I, I can I, I can and have used that similar argument myself arguing on uh, on Niall's show because the immigrants in America, the illegal ones, generally what they do is they get a fact, fake tax ID number and they also pay taxes for benefits which they will never be able to receive. Nice. Uh, it's not just federal income tax; it's also Social Security taxes about sixteen percent off the top. Mm. There is no deduction for low uh, low wage work on that. Everybody, no matter if you're working minimum wage, has to pay that and that. And these people will never be able to draw that Social Security ever. So, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Sorry for this guy. If he was my friend, I'd feel bad for him. But in the bigger picture, no, I don't feel bad at all. But Sean, certainly, if you go by his wife's account, and we have to for the moment. Uh his wife's account is that in actual fact he didn't really do anything wrong at all here, that he came in on a waiver programme. At the end, towards the end of that waiver programme, you get an opportunity to try and go through legal channels to extend that. The extensions seem to have been given to him for a period of time, during which time he set up a business, got involved in a relationship, had two children of his own, took financial care of his American-born and, and US citizen's wife's other child as well, and he was throughout this time trying to operate through the legal channels. So it wasn't mm-hmm. as if he was hiding. It wasn't as if he was being deceptive in any way. He certainly seems to have come forward, unlike the case that Matt told us about with the, the guy from Lebanon who became an ice cream seller. He didn't lie on his forms. He was open and honest about the fact that he had a minor conviction for drugs offences here in Ireland when he was right. of a young age. So... Has he really done anything wrong? In other words, in other words, process yes, but despite going through the jumping through the hoops, he still, in the end, was denied citizenship or denied a green card. Correct? Yeah. Well, then, bottom line, he did something wrong. You're not allowed to stay in the country if you're not supposed to be there legally. The fact that he, you know, has a business, family, and all that. I, personally, I think that's pretty irresponsible and pretty stupid. Actually, I, I would never commit to, to raising my life in a country where I wasn't allowed to be in the first place. I mean, I moved here to this country 13 and a half years ago, but I had my passport, my Irish passport, dual citizenship before I moved here. I mm-hmm. would never consider moving to a country uh, where I wasn't sure that I'd be welcome and be able to live in a set up a business and to have children again. It's very irresponsible, I think. 
Jim, do you have any sympathy for the situation that Keith, and not just Keith, let's not just focus on this family's situation. There are hundreds of other Irish Americans, thousands in fact, of other Irish people living in America who are being warned of imminent deportation. In their cases, maybe they don't have children, maybe they don't have American-born wives, and maybe they don't have convictions here at home. But they're contributing to the American economy, and they're possibly employing other people. Should there be some form of an amnesty for people like that? No, zero sympathy, to be honest with you. The rules are the rules. This guy, for example, knew what he had done. And as trivial as it may seem, I mean, even the dogs on the street knew. I, I, I mean, we as young people would have known if you have a conviction, any type of criminal conviction for anything at all whatsoever, it's going to be very difficult to go to the States and holidays to work or Australia for that matter. So everybody knew that. And OK, fair enough. His past has come back to haunt him. The fact as well as that too, he overstayed his welcome. I mean, he was breaking the law. And to be honest with you, foolhardily to believe that you can get into business and, and start operating as a normal person when you knew that all this was going on in the background. Um, there's also another worrying factor, I think, in relation to this, is that every year or every so often you hear Irish politicians making representation for what they call the undocumented Irish. Let's be clear here, illegal Irish Undocumented is only uh, glossing over it. And if you're illegal, whether you're from Ireland, whether you're from Japan, England, or whatever, if you're illegal in the States, you're illegal. I just think uh, Irish people, for some reason, feel they should get a, a nod and a wink on top of the morning to you. Oh, we're okay. It's the other ones who are the main offenders. Or the Mexicans are worse than us. So I, I, I believe that... Irish think they should get a free pass and all these type of things and sure, we're okay, we're paying a bit of tax and we're doing this. You're illegal, you have no rights whatsoever. End of story. And, and if push comes to shove, I mean, she, she could be living the dream. She, a, 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 an American woman married to an Irish guy, there's loads of work here. No one's splitting his family. There's no one stopping her from coming here and him setting up a business here. If he's so good at setting up business, he can go call home here and, and uh, where he's from and make a living for himself, you know? What about, though, you mentioned the undocumented Irish, and you're quite right. Every single year, particularly around Paddy's Day, no matter who yeah. the Taoiseach of the day is, they're always pressing the flesh on the um, trip to the United States and the access, the, un, you know, the, the, the unparalleled access that we're always told the Irish yeah. have to the White House. We're always uh, told about the special relationship between Ireland and the United States without yeah. the droves of Irish people moving there in, in, in hundreds of years ago the US maybe we're told wouldn't be the country that it is now is this not just an extension of that of, of these Irish people have been there maybe for decades and they're kind of yeah, epitomising the American dream they're building businesses from the ground up they're employing people and so is that not absolutely playing into the American dream have it all yeah but the days of the famine ship are gone there has to be control there's worldwide control everywhere I mean if you look how, how stringent they're difficult it is to get into Australia, for example, even even on holiday visas and things like that. That's the way the world is now. It's not 1845, it, it's 2019. And the whole thing is now that the movement of people, there's, uh, there's rules there. There's plenty of Irish people, I know, in the States and went there above board. Everything applied, got visas, got stayed on, got their green card, all above board. Like this guy broke the rules, he's, he's, he's non compliance. And he's done everything sort of asked about face that he okay, got involved there, got married, set up a business, and all this known in, in the background, you know, that, that, that things weren't right. Had he gone about it in the proper way and done it in the proper manner, well, then he wouldn't be in this situation. And now having a crying on, the, on, on, on public air and, uh, and saying, oh, like, poor me. I mean, he's, not, he's no one to blame except himself. Annette, it's black and white. 
No, it's not black and white. I would have a great sympathy for the family. But I feel as one who likes to keep the law and obey the law, the law is the law, and he should have declared his conviction before he entered the U.S. at all in the form that you fill in. So you have sympathy for the family in this case, is that right, but not for the individual? I would have sympathy for him as well, being caught up in this situation, but he, he was being foolish, in my mind, in not filling in, honestly, the whole form, because... Having a son in the States myself, I have to fill in that form every time we go over to visit. And I mean every time. So you have to be truthful in what you fill in. And you're aware of that because it's told to you. So where does your sympathy lie then, Annette? And not just with his family. It's easy to... to, to, It's not the family. I think he could come uh, come back and set up here and apply legally to get through and get back in again. And what about the case of people who haven't lied on the forms, who've gone through, you know, who were, who were transparent and, and didn't lie on any forms? They got there, but they've overstayed. They've just kind of gone below radar. Do you think that there is? I mean, Jim was talking about the undocumented Irish and the way that that's raised every year during the annual trip to Washington by Irish politicians, the special relationship between Ireland and America. Is there... Is there validity to that, that the undocumented Irish are special, that it is a special case, and that if they've been legally, well, sorry, illegally there, illegally stayed, but that they're complying with tax rules, they're maybe really contributing strongly to the US economy, that there should be some sort of an amnesty for them and they should be allowed to stay? But why single out the Irish for the amnesty? Isn't everyone entitled to an amnesty if they're behaving themselves and contributing to American society? So that's... That argument doesn't wash with me. I think they have to aim to become legal in the country they're in. If they overstay, they're welcome, they've broken the law. That's my attitude. That said, the IRS, which is the tax department in the, in the United States, it's been collecting their money for years, for decades in many cases. That's right, that's right. Well, maybe they're hoping by paying their taxes that they can get away into the country illegally Um I don't, I really don't know. I really don't know um, where it'll all end up. But I feel very sorry for the family and especially young children. Dave, do you have sympathy for the family in this case and in many other cases of Irish citizens who have been under the radar in the US and staying there illegally? No, not really. To be honest, if you want to live in a country, comply with the rules of the country you're trying to live in. Like, I kind of, I, I, the, the hypocrisy of this is kind of staggering, especially when you bring the Irish into it. Like, we say, oh, should the Irish built America, they should be allowed to stay there if they're, if they're there illegally. Mexicans have been there a lot longer. And at least if an Irish person's been deported back to Ireland, they get to go back to a third world, first world country. If you're from Honduras or Guatemala or Mexico and you get deported back there, there's a fairly decent chance you could be killed by a gang member or a, a drugs cartel. Do you know, like, I feel, I, I do feel sympathy for this guy, for sure. If he was living there illegally, why, what in the name of God was he doing having kids and starting a life? Do you know, why, why would you do that? Like, if you know there's a chance that someday it can be all ripped away from you. Like, I understand, like, the, the reason, like, his citizenship might be uh, getting held up is because of the whole thing caught with a small bit of weed. That's fair enough. Maybe in case like that, there should be some bit of clemency. But I know people who have been naturalized in America, and they spent years and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars 
trying to get their citizenship. And Why I th- should they be giving people a free pass? Well, I mean, I think according to Keith Byrne's wife, that's what they did do. They did engage uh, lawyers. They have been trying to go through the process to regularise his citizenship there. It's the fact that he had a, a, a minor conviction for uh, possession of a small amount, his wife stresses, of marijuana that's, well, that scuppered him. But what I'd like to know is how does he have a social security number? Because you only get there for a citizen. Well, he went there. Yeah, well, I mean, he went there. I don't understand the, the, the US visa program. I've never travelled there on a visa, so I can't shed any light on that. But, um, but, but it certainly seems that when he arrived, he went there on a waiver program, and so he was legal to start with. He was legal to start with. No, that's fair enough. And look, I understand the stuff from him, but like, he might be paying taxes, and the other Irish might be paying taxes, but undocumented Mexicans pay billions in taxes in America every year. And Mexicans have been in America a lot longer than the Irish have. Do you know, so why are we just saying, oh, let's make a special case for the Irish? It can't be one rule for one group of people and another rule for another group of people. So everybody has to be treated the same. Like, that's, that's the way the law should be. Even if they have contributed, even if they have maybe become employers. Tough. I'm sorry. I mean, Donald, Donald Trump always gives us the impression that the Mexicans are, you know, they're, they're, they clean people's homes. Well, if they didn't have me- illegal Mexicans living in America, who'd be sweeping their streets? I mean, you've seen there in uh, states where they, they grow a lot of their, their crops and produce, a lot of fruit and veg has been left to rot in the fields because they don't have the workers there to work with. Because just like a lot of shit jobs that people won't do here, that we leave to, to immigrant labor, they don't have the immigrant labor to do it. Do you know, and I mean, Trump is, is a bit laughable when you consider his own wife stayed in America illegally. Do you know, so I mean, if he was really like, you know, going by his own laws, his own missus would be turfed out of the country. Hmm. But no, I just, I'm, I'm sorry for anybody, but I can't understand anyone who's there and thinks like that there might be special clemency made for the Irish just because we've been there a long time. Tough. It's the same rule for everybody. Where do you stand on this? Do you think that there can be special exemptions for the Irish, the undocumented Irish? Are there special cases to be made for people who've lived and worked in the United States, maybe for decades, maybe setting up businesses, contributing their tax dollars there? Should there be some form of clemency or is it black and white? Ado, where do you stand on this? That uh, texture to the programme believing that, look, this is a fact of life. These people are here in Ireland illegally. They're in the United States illegally. They're in Australia illegally. Surely better to have them account for themselves at this point in time and just, just make them legal. Give them an amnesty. Crack down in future, but give the people who are there paying taxes and building lives for them and for other people the benefit of the doubt you can stay. No, that man should come home. He should get the legal team behind him. It'll probably take him five years. He has his youth. And then you see of all these other people who are in America that shouldn't be there. It's only opened up like the cans of worm. You have Mr. Tuberty asking his audience when the man was elected to be president and he was slagging the man. Then they have all these protesters down when the man was having it. It was a golf tournament. And where was their president? You know what I'm saying? Where was he? to meet the man. And ever since the man has become president, X amount of Irish people are only slagging him. Do they not realise that all the people that are over in America, this is opening up the can of worms. No. That's where that's coming from. So you think Donald Trump is dead right? Absolutely zero tolerance. If it's his country and he's the president of his country, so he is. Mr. Higgins is air president. What in God's name are all these people saying, oh, we don't like the man. The man done this. The man done that. The man done the other. 
Look, I, you have to come into the real world here. Like, you know what I mean? Look at the hundreds of thousands of people that are Irish people that shouldn't be there. And then you have these protesters down in Shannon Airport, nothing else to do. Get out, Mr. Trump. And there he is putting businesses in Ireland. That's his prerogative. He's no different to, to, like, to Ben Dorn or the next businessman. Where are you going? And where was their president? Now... Well, you talk about the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is, as that last texter said, these people are here. There is people here in this country who are technically illegal and maybe so for decades. There's people in the States. They're there. They're paying tax money. They're contributing to society. They're contributing to the economy. That's the reality of, that is the reality of the situation. And even if they do, and even if they do a sweeping series of raids and they, you know, maybe get a couple of thousand people and, and uh, put them back on planes to their home countries that's only the tip of the iceberg because the reality of the situation is there's still going to be tens of thousands of more who are not going to be caught and are going to stay there yeah but you're getting away from the fact you see you're getting away from the whole thing turn the coin into the other side and go back to what I'm just after saying to you what are these people for an example when Mr. Tuberty says how many people think Mr. Trump shouldn't come to this country what would these people uh, doing in County Clare at his golf tournament protesting? Now, did he not get a little tittle and wake up one morning and say, oh, well, if they're going to be like that, I'll sort them out? I do. Listen, there were plenty of people who turned up to Doombag and there were plenty of people who turned up in Dublin and protested against Donald Trump's visit to Ireland. But there were many, many tens of thousands more who didn't. So, I mean, you know, you can't just rule it on the basis of a certain number of activists but turning up. that never up. happened to this country that an American president came here and he was slagged off. Didn't happen in the 60s and 70s when the Kennedys came. And we had our president the meeting. Where was Mr. Higgins? And that's Mr. Trump's prerogative. Who he lets in and who he doesn't let in. That's his business. And if your time is up, it's up so it is. And then if that man goes through the proper legal channels, he has his youth, he has his health, he could come back here for five, six, seven years, he could have his job as like the Van Gogh or Paint or whatever he may be. You know what I'm saying? Liz, where do you stand on this? Do you think it's a case of zero tolerance, even if you've contributed to an economy and a society for decades, that that's it, you're just, you're out? Hi, Tara. Yeah, I do. I think, like, I don't, he, he, was, he was illegal. That's just the end of the thing. I, I agreed with the American chap that was on earlier when he was saying, like, why it was irresponsible. Why even set up a business when your residency in that country is in question? You're putting everybody that you're employing at risk as well as living at risk yourself. Maybe he was looking looking at hundreds of other people who've done exactly the same and were getting away with it. And so therefore he thought it was a fairly safe bet. And that's fair enough. But at the same time, it is a risky business. Like it is a risk they take living like that. If you're living illegally, there is a chance that you'll be caught and be sent home. I only wish their own system worked that way and was that final and that when they gave a deportation order, you were deported and that's the end of it. Whereas now, in their system, it's all you can appeal for as many decades as you like. Whereas, like, at least they're, they're caught, they're sent home. That's the way, he was living illegally. That's just how it is. It's the risk he took. Do you have any family in the United States yourself? I, my sister has in-laws in the States and I had a niece living over. She's only home the last eight months. 
But like that, I woke Visa was up and it was time to come home. And she just did so. That was it. She just no. Came home. Yeah, like I woke Visa was up. She came home. That's like it's, that's how it is. I've a, nie- a couple of nieces and nephews in Australia at the minute, and the whole Visa is up now in September. So she was home there for a couple of weeks, and while she was home, she went to interview for another job. She's moving to Dubai now as soon as the Visa is up in Australia because she got started to go there to car- because she wants to carry on travelling. Like, there is legal ways of going about it, you know what I mean? And if you're going to avoid the legal route, or if the legal route has taken an exceptionally long time, at the end of the day, he did get a, a result in that he was going through the legal channels to try to get himself citizenship and the whole lot. He was denied. So where's the issue? You know what I mean? The issue is you've been told to go home, so go home. I don't see, like, it's harsh. He's been living there for so long and that he has family and all. But at the end of the day, he was living there for that length illegally. OK, but what about, and, and let's move it away from Keith Byrne in, in this instance. What about, I mean, he's been there 12 years as a young family. He's still a young man. He's a painter and decorator by trade. He can come home. There's a skills shortage in this country. And he will probably be snapped up. He'll get a job possibly pretty quickly. He could start again and set up his own business here if he's experienced of doing that. What about somebody who's been there 20, 30, 40 years and they also are at risk of deportation? If they're there that long, don't get me wrong, I don't understand they live in a country illegally for that long, whether it's America or here or any other country. I don't understand how the system doesn't find you quicker. I really don't. But if that's the case and they're living there illegally, that is the risk you take. The, ri- the risk is there that any day of the week that you could be caught. 